0: Hello, my name is Sherry Reynolds. I serve as the superintendent of the Southwest District of the North Alabama Conference. And I'm joining you today as part of the Read Together podcast. This day, we are focusing on the Revised Common Lectionary Readings for the fourth Sunday of Lent. Early in my ministry, I took a finder assessment. From that assessment, I learned that my top strength is Achiever. The theme of Achiever means exactly as it sounds. I like to achieve. According to the Gallup website, an Achiever is someone who has great stamina for hard work. People like me take immense satisfaction in being busy and productive. In fact, give me a to-do list and it makes my heart sing. I love to check off tasks and get things done. Now, I must admit that there are even times when my achiever self applies to my relationship with Jesus. I'm prone to check off the practice of spiritual disciplines like an athlete doing reps in a gym. This does put the discipline in spiritual disciplines, which, by the way, discipline is one of my top five strengths and grants me focus on my relationship with Christ. And by the way, focus is also one of my top five strengths. The problem with all this is, if you notice, there is a lot of I in this story, There's a lot of of me and myself. Fortunately, the readings from this week boldly remind achievers like me that God doesn't deal with me based on what I achieve and deserve, but rather God gives to me out of God's own nature. God is merciful, generous and loving no matter what I do or what I achieve. The Old Testament reading for the fourth Sunday of Lent is from Numbers 21. In this scripture, the people are wandering the wilderness and growing impatient. They begin to grumble against God. And as a result, poisonous snakes come among the people, biting and killing many. The people come to their senses and go to Moses, asking him to intervene on their behalf. Moses prays. God instructs Moses to create an image of a poisonous snake and place it on a pole. The people can then look at the snake and live. In this scripture, we see God's mercy upon the ever complaining Israelites. While they complained against God's provision of manna and even delivering them from slavery, God listens to Moses' plea. God offers a way to be healed from the snakes. Ultimately, God offers mercy, not because these people are grateful rule keepers, but because God is merciful and relents from dealing with them in response to their ingratitude. The epistle reading from this Sunday comes from the second chapter of Ephesians, verses 1 through 10. Paul starts this passage with the problem. The Ephesians were once dead people because of the offenses they had committed against God. At one point, they were disobedient, headed for punishment. Yet God, rich in mercy, brought the dead to life through Jesus. All of this was done out of God's great love. This passage concludes with God did this to show future generations the greatness of his grace by the goodness that God has shown us in Christ Jesus. Paul continues, you are saved by God's grace because of your faith. This salvation is God's gift. It's not something you possess. It's not something you did that you can be proud of. Instead, we are God's accomplishment, created in Christ Jesus to do good things God planned for these good things to be the way that we live out our lives. I love the common English Bible translation of Paul's letter. Did you hear what it said? Instead, we are God's accomplishment created in Christ Jesus. Paul reminds the Ephesians of just how merciful and gracious God could be. He has given them life in Jesus This was life not of being earned or deserved, but life through God's grace because of faith. It is not the achievement of the Christian, but God's benevolent love which makes the difference. Next, we move to the psalm for the Sunday. Psalm 107 tells the story of the richness and depth of God's mercy. Particularly in verses 17 through 22, we read, Some of the redeemed were fools because of their sinful ways. They suffered because of their wickedness. They had absolutely no appetite for food. They had arrived at death's gates. So they cried out to the Lord in their distress. God saved them from their desperate circumstances. God gave the order and healed them. He rescued them from the pit. Let them thank the Lord for his faithful love and his wondrous works for all people. Let them offer thanksgiving sacrifices and declare what God has done with songs of joy. Again, this is not the achievement of the people of earning God's favor, this is not what brings God's healing and salvation. God's nature is mercy, even when we are foolish. And finally, the gospel reading for the fourth Sunday of Lent is a beloved, victorious affirmation of God's great mercy. The passage from John 3 begins by bringing us back to that reading from Numbers and the serpent on the pole. Then John moves to beloved, often memorized verse, which is the essence of the gospel message. John three sixteen, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that everyone who believes in him shall not perish but will have eternal life the gospel continues in verse 17 God didn't send his son into the world to judge the world but that the world might be saved through him notice that Jesus did not come among us because the world deserved him or achieved a status in which God might dwell among us. Jesus came because God gave. It is through God's generous gift that we might know him in Jesus. Our Savior coming is not an act of judgment, but an act of mercy, so that we might know life and abundant joy through him. All of the passages are good news for you and me. I'm reminded that there's not enough achievement in this world that can earn my ability to be in relationship with God. I can't earn this. Yes, God wants me to live a holy life, grow closer to him. And as we Wesleyans say, he wants me to move to be made perfect in love in this lifetime. That is God's invitation for me. But none of that earns God's grace. When I fail to achieve and mess up, when I sin and disappoint God, that does not exclude me from God's grace. God loves me. God loves you. God so loved that he gave. And because of that, I can rest in God's love, knowing that this is not something I have to check off, but a gift for me to receive. I know this message is quite simple, but often the most simple messages are the hardest for us to hear. Hear this, you do not have to struggle and earn, receive God's love, receive God's love demonstrated to you in Jesus. As we move through this Lent journey, perhaps we all need this reminder, likely many of you started the Lent journey with a discipline. Christians take on a discipline or deny themselves in the season of Lent to grow closer to the Lord as they look to the cross and once again wait to experience Easter. Four weeks into our Lenten disciplines, we could easily fall into goal orientation. We falsely believe that we are on a journey of achieving a holy Lent Yet there is nothing we can do to earn what Jesus did on our behalf on the cross. And there is nothing that we can do to earn the joy of Easter morning. No amount of achievement will get us there. And yet again, there is nothing that we can do to separate us from the love of God in Jesus Christ. Perhaps in this season of Lent, we would all do well to pause and remember God loves you. God loved the world enough to give his only begotten son that whoever believes in him may not perish, but have life. And that son was sent into the world not to judge the world, but the world might be saved through him. Amen. Let us pray. God, I thank you for the beautiful reminder from this fourth week of Lent of the depth of your mercy and the greatness of your love. Thank you for that beautiful reminder that this is not based on what we deserve or what we've earned or what we've done, but rather it's based on your deep love, your mercy, and your nature. Thank you, dear God, for blessing us. In Christ's name we pray, amen.